Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Harland Highway. How are you today? What a show we have today. Oh my God. We've got uh, some calls from the Pavement Pounders coming in. Yeah, phone calls from you, the listeners. Always love hearing from you guys. Also, an incredible, crazy news story. Oh my God, I'm so excited about this crazy news story because it actually is about something that I predicted, something that I've been talking about here on the Harland Highway for the last little while, and it looks like I was right. It's coming true. Wait till you hear this story. Also, oh my God, our favorite chef, our favorite culinary artist, dead Julia Childs, will be coming back from the grave today to help uh, help us figure out what to eat and share one of her delicious uh, from beyond the grave recipes. So uh, all kinds of really good stuff happening here today on the Harlandio Highway. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Hope you like our new titles. We got the new titles playing here on the Harland Highway. As you know, I refresh them from time to time. So sit back, enjoy have fun right here on the Harland Highway. Put on your seatbelts. It's about to get bumpy. Oh, how perfectly awful. I get my kids above the waistline, sunshine. I know they take the bandages off. We don't know who we are. We don't know where we are. You're riding down the Harland Highway. Let me tell you, you're starting something here that that's what you should be frightened of. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Just leave us alone. Sit down, strap in, and shut up. What's going on? What's the matter? I thought maybe if I could kill him, I could make him stop. My mother never breastfed me. She told me she liked me as a friend. Who are we? This is the Harland Highway. What? It's the Harland Highway. It's, it's a cookbook. Oh boy, this this is this is gonna be good. This is worth screaming. This is, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited and a little bit scared. This is gonna be one of those "I told you so" stories. Okay, this is this is one of those. I talked about this a year ago on this podcast. I said it. I meant it. I predicted it. Enough of me blathering, Raj. Play, I just called you Raj, like you're East Indian now. Raj, please play the intro music, please. Raj, I meant to say Raj. Uh, Roger, please play the intro music, please. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. Oh, man. I, I am jazzed about this story. I am excited about this story. I'm also a little trepidatious about this story. It's a little bit frightening, but it's also something I've been calling for. Here's the crazy news story headline. You ready? Wisconsin company to install rice-sized microchips in employees. Hello. Remember I was telling you about this like a year ago? I was saying that's where the technology's going. Cell phones will be a thing of the past. 
I, 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 if you want to go back and reference, I said when, when babies are born, hospitals are going to give you the option to inject chips into your babies. Which chip would you like? I talked about how it's so unnecessary that we carry around credit cards and passports and driver's licenses and all this burden, burdensome stuff. Why can't everything just be in a microchip under our skin? And I had a lot of, a lot of pavement pounders uh, write to me and call me and say, it'll never happen, and that's crazy, and that's not what, what the future is, and that's unethical, and it's immoral, and they don't have the technology. And, and I was like, you wait and see, man. It's just around the corner. That was my prediction. I didn't know of anyone who was doing it. All I said was, hey, if they're injecting chips into our pets, into our cats and dogs, why can't they do it to us? If they can inject a tracking chip. And, and furthermore, I said, why wouldn't you want it? Well, you, do you want to carry around all that stuff in your wallet and in your pocket that you lose and people can steal and, and imitate and, and, and fraud? And, and it's just, it's just about what if everything's just self-contained inside your system? Well, enough of this. Let me read you the story. Here it is. Welcome to the future, question mark. A Wisconsin technology company is offering its employees microchip implants that can be used to scan into the building and purchase food at work. Whether or not to get a chip is up to the employee to decide. Well, what would you rather do every day, especially in Wisconsin where it's cold and it's chilly and it's snowy? Would you rather fumble through your wallet and your purse and your jacket looking for your, your photo ID card or swiping your card or your scanner when you're walking into work? Or would you rather just walk through a doorway and some kind of infrared sensor goes, Bleep, just picks up the chip under your skin? You're in. Do you want to fumble around with change and try and stick a dollar in the vending machine? Or, you know, you always put your credit card in and you don't know which side the stripe goes in and up and half the time it doesn't work. And Or do you just want to walk up to a vending machine and press B12? There's my Fritos corn chips. Scanned. Well, let's, let's read some more. Three Square Market, a company that provides technology for break room or micro markets, has over 50 employees who plan to have the devices implanted. Good for you. The tiny chip, which uses RFID technology or radio frequency identification, can be implanted between the thumb and forefinger within seconds. It's like getting a little needle, I bet. Um, the company, which is based in Wisconsin, envisions the rice-sized microchip, right? That's the size of a grain of rice. And I tell you what, here's another prediction. That's gigantic right now, okay? That's like, that's like the size of a refrigerator in, in microchips. I'm predicting that one day they'll be putting chips under our skin that are almost microscopic. Or, or the, the, if you tore the, the smallest corner off the edge of a, of a postage stamp, l less than the size of the head of an average nail, I think they'll be, they'll be sliding little flat chips into us. Um, 
the rice-sized microchip allowing employees to easily pay for items, access the building, and their computers, all with a scan of their hand. Not only, like, futuristic, but kind of fun. It's kind of like those elevators in, on Star Trek. You remember they just waved their hand and the, the, the elevator door opened? Quote, we foresee the use of this technology to drive everything from making purchases in our office break room market, opening doors, using copy machines, logging into our office computers, unlocking phones, sharing business cards, storing medical and health information, and used as payment at other terminals. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. Now, we, if we could just walk everywhere and we, we no longer had to exchange dirty money, we no longer uh, had to uh, carry all these cumbersome pieces of identification that I already said people can steal and, and duplicate. It's amazing. Uh, the CEO of this company said in a company statement, quote, eventually this technology will become standardized, allowing you to use this as your passport. Here we go. Passport, public transit, all purchasing opportunities, etc. See, I was right, man. And while microchipping employees may sound like something out of a horror film, the company is partnering with a Swedish company, which already has many chipped. There's the new term. It's in quotes here. Chipped employees get used to that word ladies and gentlemen because in your lifetime if you're if you're 60 and younger and you're listening i'm going to make a prediction within 10 years you're going to be chipped within 10 years maybe five maybe sooner we are going to be chipped and i'm going to say it again i think parents are going to have the option of chipping having their babies their little infants before they even leave the hospital, chipped in the baby infirmary, right? Mr. and Mrs. Smith, congratulations. You have a healthy seven-pound boy. Would you like the passport, the driver's license, the Netflix, the Starbucks card, the driver's license, the uh, wedding license? The I mean, which one would you like installed? Uh, the employees at this company are not required to get the microchips, and there is no GPS tracking. So here's where it gets a little kooky, right? Because as you know, and as some of the pavement pounders, uh, you know, so eloquently uh, conveyed to me, uh, you know, there's a, there's an upside and a downside. And, uh, and, and the good news is they say they can't track you via GPS. But I, I got to be honest, if, if I'm going to tout the benefits of this, this technology, I'm also going to illuminate the downsides to this technology. And even though they say they can't GPS you, let, you know what? If there's some kind of an electronic microchip in your body that can that can, you know, access your medical records, your credit card, your passport, all that stuff. I'm sure that if they flicked a switch or or wanted to track you with a microchip, I, I'm sure it's in there, man. I mean, look at all the stuff they've done with 
Didn't didn't Volkswagen do some stuff in their cars where they they had a microchip where they were able to trick the uh, the smog emissions and and uh, there's too many stories of technology being used to track things and find people and you know didn't, haven't they started putting black boxes into into cars and tracking people's driving habits and you know they can trace your cell phone wherever you go. So maybe in a way it's not that big a deal, but the other thing is, what if you're in Mexico and you're kidnapped? What if your child is abducted? What if, you know what I mean? So there's also benefits to being tracked. You just don't want to be tracked unnecessarily, but maybe it's a good thing. You know, what if you've got people who murder, like OJ? OJ says he wasn't uh, over at Nicole's house at such and such an hour. Had he had a GPS tracking chip, we would have known exactly where he was geographically at the exact second. And that goes for the rest of all the murderers and the drug dealers and the con artists and the thieves. Maybe this is just what we need. Maybe this type of technology helps keep human beings honest. Hmm. But... It also, you know, it'll probably stop people from cheating on their husbands and wives and blah, blah, blah. It could make life boring. And I hate to say this. I hate to say this, man. But do we want a society where everything's on the up and up? I mean, as much as we hate the horrors of evil, uh, does it not keep our, our society a little interesting? a little exciting, a little fascinating, a little intriguing. If, if we were able to, to stop all devious acts and, and cut out all the mischief and, and, and the wrongdoing in the world, my God, what, what would we watch politics for? What would we watch movies and television for? What would we talk about to our friends when we went for coffee at Starbucks instead of, you know what, I think David's cheating on me. Yeah, I found some lipstick on his collar, and he had a butt plug when he came to bed the other night. I guess he forgot to take it out. She must be kinky. Or do they sit there and go, well, today I went to Kmart and bought uh, some new potpourri. Yeah, I bought a new frying pan at Kmart, and and then I went over to Starbucks and got a, you know, oh, we're at Starbucks. I should have checked my own chip. Um, so I don't know. And then, and then let me, let me be the devil's advocate because, you know, I, I'm going to go one step further here. Instead of being chipped, okay, here's how forward-thinking your, your humble host is. Now that chipped is becoming a thing and that I predicted it, I'm moving on to the next prediction where chipped is passe. Can you believe I'm skipping by chipped? And I'm going straight to like some kind of interconnective, uh, you know, cerebral brainwave thing where we're all connected telepathically and we can hear each other's thoughts and we can read each other's minds and we can talk to each other without even vocalizing, without opening our mouths. We don't even have phones. If we've got a friend in Australia, we just think to them. Can you believe where I'm going with this, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I just I just finally got to chipped and now I'm 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 pole vaulting over chipped. <laughs> oh my god. 
I mean, this this is the beauty and and the terror of human ingenuity, ladies and gurgle glargans. This is the hope and the fear all rolled into one. And dare I say we go beyond what I just said, the 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 the, the brain think thing? Oh my god. I'm I'm gonna stop right at my pole vault because I I, I you know I need to configure my thoughts to go beyond and I, I don't want to liken myself to Albert Einstein. I'm not doing that, but you know, Albert he had all these theories about stuff that, that he didn't know. Somehow he was just instilled with the instinct that that time travel and 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 uh you know the uh the different types of energy and particles and and different entities and energies and gravities and things in the out in space and in the future and in the solar system somehow he 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 had a vision for these things and even though i'm kind of comparing myself to albert einstein but not really it, it's not like i just came up with this stuff like nobody else has thought of this stuff I mean, good Lord, I'm just getting excited. I'm getting excited that, that all this stuff is happening. But here's where it goes around a real interesting bend, ladies and snargleflargans. Are you religious? Are you God-fearing? Do you, do you believe in the prophecy? Well, guess what? The Christians, yes, the Christians warn that microchipping resembles a prophecy. Oh yeah, that's, that's kind of scary when you get religion into it. The Christians have in the Bible, I think it's in Revelations, where it states that mankind cannot buy or sell without the mark of the beast on their right hand. You've heard, I think a lot of us have heard about this in the Bible, in Revelations. You cannot buy or sell without the mark of the beast in their right hand. And is that, is that mark the microchip? Is it the little scar? It's scary, man. It, it, you, you might think it's hocus pocus and it's hooey. But think about it. The Bible was written thousands of years ago. And t speaking of Einstein's foresight, how is it that people way back when had the wherewithal and, and the, uh, the intuition that human beings in the future would have the mark of the beast on their hand? How, how would they, I mean, they're not knowing what it is, but just, just to imagine, to think so far ahead, thousands of years, and let's remember back then they didn't know about cars and the internet and jet fighters and 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 uh, you know cell phones let's face it when they were living way back then in almost the stone ages where people rode donkeys and and ate fish and bread and lived in houses made of stone and brick do you think back then that human beings envisioned the concept of cars and airplanes and electricity even, cameras, 
microwaves, radios, TVs. I mean, they had the basics. They, they woke up, they worked, they ate, they went to sleep. None of the stuff we have now. And yet, way back then, somehow they, they had a vision, whether they thought it would be some kind of technological thing or whether they just thought it would still be primitive and, you know, somebody, the devil crushed a blueberry in your palm and that was the mark of the beast. But something tells me that if you believe in all that stuff and, and the, re the religious soothsayers somehow had knowledge or somehow had an inkling that, that all this stuff was coming, it was preordained, and let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not trying to be a holy roller here and get all religious on you, but there are many evil forces at work on this planet today. I'm not just talking about ISIS and North Korea. I'm talking about forces within our own country, people that are trying to undermine the government, undermine our society, trying to impose their will, trying to impose their beliefs, trying to take away people's rights, trying to do this and do that. And I'm, I'm not talking about either side of the political spectrum. I think it happens across the board. It's a big swirling pot. This isn't a political statement. This is just any political party or any force or any organization. There are, there, are, there are powers at work that are constantly moving and trying to create havoc and uh, dismantle the peaceful, so-called peaceful society and prosperous society we live in. So it's amazing what's going on. And, uh, you know, it all, it's all... It's all coming to this interesting place. So who knows? Is it the devil's work or is it our salvation? Is, is it a situation where we all somehow globally get on the same page through the use of technology? Or as I said earlier, does that dull us? Does that make us all one kind of moving blob of humanity? All races, creeds, colors, religions, all, all fused together as one by, by technology. Where we just kind of move around like that movie The Blob. Remember that movie The Blob? Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. Right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. The blob was just this... This big oozing mass that 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 crawled around the surface of the earth. Are we in danger of becoming that, or does does the, the does these technologies allow us to be more artistic? Uh, you know, be more expressive, be more opinionated, be more unique. These are all the questions that so many questions evolving. That include religion and morality and technology and decency and ethics and oh my God. And this is the world we live in right now, ladies and gentlemen. So 
Put your seatbelt on. And get ready to get chipped. You are going to get chipped. And uh, let's see where the next level goes. We're so into our cell phones. They're going to be a thing of the past very soon. Because we're getting chipped. I hope I'm, I'm probably going to get sour cream and onion chipped. Just to, be a, just to be a little splashy. Yes, I'm chipped. That's me. If you're smelling sour cream and onion, that's me. I used to be barbecued, but I'm, you know, I'm shaking things up. And that is today's long-ass crazy news story. Wow. Beware of the blob. It creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. Right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch. Be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob. It creeps. Hello? Hello? Harlan, when's the last time you had a tuna fish sandwich on toast? Now, I know you like to eat good stuff that tastes good. And you probably haven't had this in years. All right, you ready? You get a stalk of celery, chop it up to little tiny pieces. Chop it up good. Get a nice sweet onion, a white onion. Chop it up really good. Take some uh, teaspoon of salt, teaspoon of pepper, teaspoon of lemon juice and throw that in a bowl get two cans of tuna fish chunky white drain it put it in a bowl mix it up with like a half a cup of mayonnaise mix it up good put that in the other bowl mix all that stuff together really good put it in the refrigerator let it cool down put a top on it or something you know, in a plastic, whatever. All right? couple hours, take it out. Get some toast, multigrain, white. It doesn't matter. Whatever toast you like, toast your toast. Take it out. Smear that tuna fish on there. I'm telling you, that is the best sandwich you're ever going to eat in your entire life. Enjoy, Broski. Enjoy. Wow. Okay. Um. You're right. I probably haven't had that in years because I'm I'm not a big tuna fish guy. I I I don't go out of my way for tuna fish. I I I probably only made tuna fish sandwich spread like three times in my entire life. I've probably only ordered a tuna fish sandwich like. 10 or 11 times in my life I I actually enjoy the taste of it but I don't go out of my way for it. It sounds like you have a good recipe, a good way to make it. Maybe I'll do it, but you know what, if we're going to talk cooking, if we're going to talk recipes, I'd rather leave that up to the experts. And that's why I think it's great that uh we have in the studio today one of the best uh cooks or chefs uh, the world has ever known. Please welcome to the Harland Highway Podcast Studio the one, the only, dead Julia Childs. 
Oh, hello, it's so great to be here. Hello, Julia, how are you? Well, it's just nice to be up from underneath the ground. I mean, it's so smelly in there. You know, rotting flesh and corroded bones. It's just not nice. Okay, well, I'm glad you came back from the grave to uh, enlighten us with one of your wonderful dishes. Well, uh, do you mind if I just catch my breath for a minute, please? <gasps> How's my breath smell? <coughs> oh, God. Well, that's what happens when you're dead. And I just puked in my own mouth. Oh, my God. <sighs> Sniff that, you son of a whore. Julia. Sorry, I get carried away when I'm up here on the ethereal plane. I get lost in my senses. <sighs> God, I know, it smells like shit just took a shit. Oh my God, can we just, can we just focus on your, your dish? Do you have a dish for us today? Well, your friend called and said he had the ultimate dish for a tuna fish sandwich. Okay, yeah, it sounded like he was pretty specific, had a, a good recipe. Do you have sandwich recipes, Julia? Do I? Have you ever had a crybaby sandwich? A crybaby sandwich? No. How do you make that? Well, it's pretty easy. First, you get two pieces of bread. None of this whole grain, gluten-free fairy bullshit. Okay. Just get some plain old Wonder Bread, okay? All right. Here's what you do to make a crybaby sandwich. All right, Julia, tell us. You get a big, fat Spanish onion. Okay, you cover it with Tabasco sauce, hot sauce, level 12 curry, anything to turn up the heat, even get toothpicks and put jalapeno peppers in the sides of the onion. Holy smokes, that sounds like a, like a ball of fire. That's right. All right, what do we do once we have this burning ball of fire onion? You put a rubber glove on, bend over, and shove it three and a half feet up your own ass. Julia, oh my God. And then you wait for the tears to come. That's why they call it a crybaby sandwich. Oh my God, Julia, that sounds a little rough. Well, you may think it's rough going in, and you may cry once it's up there, but wait till it comes out. You're gonna weep like your father and mother just had their minivan cut in half by an Amtrak train going 85 miles an hour. Oh my God. And maybe I'll see them in my graveyard if I get lucky. Okay, Julia, I think, uh, that recipe sounds a little bit too delicious. No, a little bit too edgy and a little bit too dangerous. A crybaby sandwich. Would you like to hear about my nutcracker meatloaf? No, I think we'll save the nutcracker meatloaf till next time. Well, what you do is you get a sledgehammer, smash your nuts into hamburger meat. Julia, we're done. We're good. We only wanted one recipe. Thank you so much, dead Julia Childs. Thank you for letting me get out of my goddamn coffin. I think I farted in there about a week ago and it's been floating around my rotting skull. Oh my god. Would you like a sniff of my death breath before I go back into the ground? <sighs> oh my god. Thank you. Good to see you. Happy appetite. 
We'll see you next time. <laughs> oh my God! There she goes, dead Julia Childs. Wow. Roger, do we have some some air fresheners? Some of those pine cone, pine tree fresheners? <coughs> oh my God! She's really. You know, the longer she's in the ground, the more she rots, and it just stinks in here. But, uh, you know, I, I, as far as her sandwich goes, I don't know if I can recommend that to anybody, the, the crybaby sandwich. But, uh, you know, it does sound a little more exotic than regular old tuna fish. So I'll let you decide. <coughs> oh, God. <coughs> Roger, come and spray this room down. <coughs> Hey, um, uh, how's it go? Shit lips, fuck sack, plot bag, cunt salad, bitch chiseling, sausage faucet, dick wizard, cock socket, and, um, spooge merchant. Good day, sir. You know, I just, I just love how polite people are. You know, at the end, when, when he said, good day, sir, I mean, that is so considerate, so thoughtful so so polite who says good day sir anymore who has who has the decency and the common courtesy to call someone sir anymore i mean just so polite good day sir i wish people could just get back to that the way this wonderful caller did just just have just have class you know what i'm saying have manners have the have the the have the civility and the etiquette to address people in such a formal and, and, and polite way. Thank you. Thank you for that call. Thanks for reminding us, sir, if I may return the flavor, the favor, sir, uh, twat bag, um, that just thank you for, for being like that. Dick wizard, cock socket, and um, spooge merchant. Good day, sir. Good day, indeed. It will be a good day now, now that someone's finally treated me with a little bit of respect and the common decency that I deserve, that we all deserve. Thank you again, uh, douche, douche teeth. Um, you're just, just a wonderful, wonderful, uh, just courteous, uh, fuck-nostrilled um, dick splash forehead knob nose thank you and and i think we'll we'll end the show on that or should should i end it let's end it on this did you it's a little question little nugget of information did you um listeners pavement pounders men and women children girls boys did you know that black cars look better in the shade smokes them french cigarettes Cocktail gloves and strapless dress She cuts a perfect silhouette But she's a dark angel Darker glasses A thing beauty as the night time passes I say Black car, black car Look better in the shade
go. See, I wasn't making it up. Black cars look better in the shade. Uh, Dallo. All right, well, let's wrap it up for today. I got to go get chipped. I got to go get my chip put in. I'm going to get one in my hand, in my forehead. I'm going to get one in my butt cheek. I'm going to get one in my foot. I'm going to get a whole bunch of chips. Because, you know, that's the thing. If you get kidnapped or abducted or something, you know, the bad guys are going to know you've been chipped. And if everyone's got their chip in the same spot in their hand where Satan puts it, um, Dallo, they'll just cut it out of your hand. So I'm going to get a whole bunch put in. So it's like, it's like somebody spilled a box of Rice Krispies on my body. I'm going to have like hundreds of thousands of chips all through my body. So there. Um, speaking of, of chipped, why don't you chip into your pocketbooks and uh, get ready to come see me do stand-up comedy uh, this fall at a city or town near you, starting with Portland, Oregon at Helium Comedy Club, uh, September 21st through the 24th. And then I go over to Chicago and Schaumburg at the Improv, uh, September 28th to October 1st. And uh, from there, I go over to Irvine, California, October 12th to the 15th at the Improv in Irvine. And uh, then I go over to November. I go to Buffalo, New York to the Helium Comedy Club, November 2nd to the 5th. I was there a few years ago. Great club. And then uh, later on in November, November 16th to the 19th, I'm in San Jose, California at the Improv. Then I go up to Edmonton, Alberta, November 23rd to the 26th at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Oh, my God. There's just so many cool shows coming up. Go to my website, harlanwilliams.com. You can check all the action at my stand-up comedy link. You can also uh, reserve your tickets online. And uh, get in on the fun, brosifs. Uh, also, while you're at harlowilliams.com, check out our merchandise store. We have DVDs, T-shirts, music, digital downloads, posters. I, you, I don't know, everything in there. We'll mail it out to you. Uh, and uh, also, you can write to me at harlowilliams.com. There is a contact link if you'd like to write to me. Or maybe you want to be polite. Maybe you want to, uh, you know, be really polite and, and, and write me a nice message uh, at, uh, you know, or, or not write me, but uh, leave me a nice message on the, on the voicemail and just make sure you say sir at the end of it so I know it's polite. Uh, 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330. Love to hear from you whether you're polite or rude. Um, also, don't forget to get our free app. Uh, you can get it totally free at uh, your app store. Just type in the Harland Highway podcast. Boom, you're in. You can uh, listen to us wherever you may be, ladies and gurgleblergens. Um, also, uh, become a premium member for 20 bucks a year. You can do that at harlandwilliams.com. Just go to the podcast link. And you can uh, you can join. Twenty bucks a year gets you all the episodes we've ever ever done. Unbelievable! Plus bonus material. It's just a good groovy deal, man. 
So uh, check it out. And uh, that's all we have time for today. Um, thanks for watching Puppy Dog Pals. To all you uh, folks out there that have been watching my Disney cartoon, Puppy Dog Pals, keep watching. Lots of great episodes still to come. Um, also, uh, don't forget our album, uh, The Cousins, me and my cousin Kevin Hearn from the Bare Naked Ladies. You can listen to it at iTunes. The Cousins, the name of the album's Rattlesnake Love. You can download individual songs or the whole album. Whatever you like, baby. Hopefully that you find some songs there that you dig. Uh, I do the singing. My cousin does the playing. And it's a lot of fun, man. And that's it. That's all i got times for today. Thank you for being here. I hope you're having a great summer. And uh, until next time, go get chipped and chicken chow mein, baby. Fuck sex, plot bag, con salad. Biz Chisler, Sausage Fawcett, Dick Wizard, Cock Socket, and um, Spooge Merchant. Good day, sir.